Welcome to the Church at the Springs podcast. The Springs exist to lead our generation to God and connect people to a community of Christ followers who change their world. To learn more about us, visit thesprings.net. We hope you enjoy the message. Christmas. Uh, so. 28 years we have kept that off of this stage and leave it to Jacob to bring it out. But hey, Merry Christmas. If you're sitting here, that means you have turned the corner from preparation to the event. You've been preparing, you've been getting ready, right? You've been inviting people and decorating and buy, you bought all your Christmas gifts by now, right? And it, Listen, if you haven't, the only thing I can tell you, Dollar General is open till midnight tonight. That's your only shot. So, but, but you know, Christmas, when it comes to Christmas, it's the gifts that are stressful. It's like, you got to pick just the right gift. And I know for Teddy and I this year, we, I mean, we had to up our game because we have eight grandchildren this Christmas. So we bought Christmas for eight grandchildren. And well, okay, full disclosure, Teddy bought Christmas for eight grandchildren. I, I just was her cheering her on. But it, you know, panic hit early this week. I think it was like Monday that she realized that the one gift that was left that was coming in, it was coming from Amazon and it was one of those little tykes basketball goals. And it was supposed to be a little one, an adjustable one. But because it's for Wyatt, Wyatt's, you know, Wyatt's a little guy. And so it came and it was the wrong one. It wasn't the adjustable one. It was the tall one. And Teddy said, oh no, there's no more left. Amazon sold out. Everybody sold out. No, we can't get it until after Christmas. What are we going to do? And those are the words I love to hear. Those are like challenge words to me. It can't be done. There is none. It's impossible. I just said, baby, give me 30 minutes. I grabbed my laptop. I started going. I said, first place, Amazon, sold out. Then Target, sold out. Walmart, sold out. Okay, most of the main stores sold out. That means my strategy has to change. Now I'm going on eBay because there's somebody on eBay who knew that this was going to sell out. So they bought 20 of them and they're selling them for three times the price, right? (laughs) And so I'm looking there and then I realized, oh no, none of those are close enough. They couldn't get here in time. And then I said, oh, Google Shopping. I went to Google Shopping. I looked at the big stores and I said, okay, who are they saying should have these? I went on every one of those websites one at a time. I broadened the search to the entire state of Florida. And, and, I, and I'm sitting there and I said, told Teddy, I said, baby, I found one. This one says it'll be here by Christmas Eve. She says, yeah, but what if it's not? I said, we're going to take a chance. And then I, I, I ordered it online from Kohl's. And I said, wait a second, Kohl's has one. We can go pick it up today. She said, let's get it. I said, well, that's the good news. The bad news is it's the Coles in Eustace. <laughs> so you got to drive an hour. And, and I said, and the really bad news is I'm working on my Christmas message, so I can't go get it. So she got in the car and she, she got the, and we're like, oh man, we got it. We got it. We're finished. We're done. And then jackpot. Yesterday, this shows up at my house. Another one. I've got two of them. I put this on eBay yesterday for a hundred bucks. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't. I really didn't. But, but you know, that, when it comes to gifts, I mean, it doesn't, it, all of us have been there. 
Because Christmas really, this is something we'll all agree on. Christmas is all about the gifts. It is. And I know some of you are going to go, no, no. Christmas is about Jesus. And you're right. But you do realize that Jesus was the very first gift of Christmas. I mean, that, that, that's why John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And, and not only was Jesus born, and we celebrate that on Christmas, but Jesus was given. He was a gift that was given. The prophet Isaiah said it in Isaiah 9, 6. He said, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. Jesus was a gift given to us. And that's what we celebrate in his birth. And, it's, and yet, you know, oftentimes when you look at the gifts that you and I receive, think about all the things. I think the, the best gifts are the unexpected gifts, right? The gifts that you didn't see coming, the gifts that weren't on your list, the gift that you, you saw it and you can't believe somebody got this for you. You're speechless, right? You're overwhelmed. You're just shocked. You remember those moments? It's kind of like this lady that I'm going to show you in a Lexus commercial. Watch this. <laughs> hey, Matt, I think there might be one more gift for your mom right there. It hasn't been a normal year. So this Christmas, get her something extraordinary during the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Nathan, you didn't. With flexible financing and 0% APR, there's never been a better time to buy or lease a new Lexus. Merry Christmas, baby. Did you seriously buy a car without asking me? Well, because for Christmas... This is a major purchase. Right, but it, it was a December to remember. It's a Lexus. We don't have the money for this, Nathan. We don't? No, we don't. It's beginning to look a lot like savings. So get to your local Lexus dealer today. How much did you spend on this ridiculous car, Nathan? It was only $39.99 to its signing. Four grand. It's not that much, babe. And how much is the monthly payment? The what? Did you think this entire car cost $4,000? Uh-huh. There's a monthly payment. Yeah, but with the 0% APR, I think it's all good. APR? Do you mean APR? I'm pretty sure it's APR. Wow. Just wow. Hey, come on, it's Christmas. This is good. You know what? We're taking this car back to the dealership now. Give the gift of Lexus and definitely talk it over first. Now, I'm sure though, if you bought your spouse a Lexus, you're gonna get a different reaction, right? But, but it's those unexpected moments. But when you think about Christmas, the first Christmas, Everything was unexpected. I mean, uh, everything that took place, Jesus was unexpected. Nobody saw him coming. I mean, it, it just, you know, for you think about the unexpected Jesus, the gift of Jesus. Most of us in here, if we're here today, most of us believe that there's a God. Most of us are here and going, you know, I believe in God, but, you know, he's out there. I don't, I don't expect him to be involved in my everyday life. Like, I don't expect him to be, you know, in, in my home or in my living room or around the dinner table or at work or on dates with me. I, I don't expect, he's not there. He's not, uh, that, but I believe in him. That's exactly where the people were when the Old Testament closed out. And between the Old Testament and the New Testament beginning, 400 years, that's where the people lived. They believed in God. They had a religious system but it was void of any activity of God. They didn't expect God to show up. They hadn't heard from him, they, but they were going through the motions. 
And then into that world, God gave the gift of Jesus. Into that world was the unexpected gift. And so Jesus was unexpected. The shepherds, man, they were unexpected. Nobody expected them to be a part in the, the birth of the Savior of the world. I mean, I, I find it interesting, though, that God sent the first birth announcement to them. I mean, we all know the story. It, it's Luke chapter 2, verse 8 says, that night, talking about the night that Jesus was born, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And that, that's where, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I never really questioned the fact that the shepherds were there because every nativity scene that we've seen, every picture of a nativity scene, it, the shepherds were always there. It's kind of like a Norman Rockwell family photo, you know, it's, it's Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus, a couple shepherds. You know, it's, yeah, it's like a big family getting together. I mean, you never, and, and I, honestly, for me, growing up, I always thought shepherds were the good guys. I thought they were well-respected. And not until, you know, years later, for me, studying shepherds, they weren't. They were the low rung on the totem pole in society. They were despised. They were outcasts. They were just above lepers in that, in that culture. Matter of fact, in the Talmud, which is a collection of uh, doctrines and laws written by rabbis, these are the words that were written. No help is to be given to heathen or shepherds. You know, they were, they were the fringe of society. They stayed in fields. They couldn't go and be a part of regular society. Many of them had been no, young nomads or orphans because they had been abandoned. They had been forgotten by society. These are the guys that God chose to get the first news of Jesus being born. And kind of take you to that, the next verse in verse nine in Luke two, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. We've heard that, we've read that, many of us, and it's like, you know, that's kind of like, oh, this is, oh, this is a big moment. You know, it's, it's really, it, you could just feel that was, that was a great moment. But, it, it, and it, we have this picture of like, there must've been a star and this bright star, and then an angel came down from the star and was there with them. That's not what that verse says at all. That verse doesn't say that the angel was above them. The, he said, suddenly the angel was among them. Meaning, get the picture, it's pitch black night in the middle of a field with a bunch of shepherds and sheep, and they're all sitting around, and I don't want to do whatever shepherds do in the middle of the night, and then they, there wasn't anybody there and boom, an angel is standing right there, right next to him. I mean, it was this, uh, you know, it says he's, he's just among them. He didn't walk up, he just shows up. And I don't know how you envision angels. If you have a picture of an angel, kind of like a chubby little cherub, maybe a precious moments angel, you know, everybody's got a halo, everybody's got a harp, some wings. That is not what an angel looks like. Matter of fact, in the Bible, when angels are described, they, they are described as intimidating warriors. They're warriors in God's army. And Daniel, a guy in the Old Testament, he had an encounter with an angel. Listen to his description of the angel. I looked up and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and his feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. 
that's who showed up in the field. I mean, I, I don't know. That doesn't, that sounds like a WWE wrestler, doesn't it? I mean, you can't you just hear it? And now Angelic Andy, he's cut like a stone. He's got lightning in his eyes. You know, it, that, this is the guy that shows up. He is like uh, in the middle of the night and which sets up for how they responded because their response was that they were terrified, terrified. They, they, were, they were dropped dead, scared to death. That means somebody wet their toga that night. It's like, but, the, you know, but then the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I think this is hilarious because the guy that just scared them to death is reassuring them. They're afraid he's going to eat them. You know? And he says, assured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. He, he said, and, and, you know, he didn't say, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to religious people. I bring you great news that will bring great joy to the, to the rich and the famous or the people that have it all together. He said, I, I bring you good news for all people. I mean, that's the Christmas story. The Christmas story is for everyone. And it was this, the angel said, it's for everyone, even you guys, who you think society has forgotten, I'm here to tell you God hasn't forgotten you. That, that's, I mean, this is the good news for everyone, regardless of where you are, what you've done, what you currently believe, Christmas is for everyone, everywhere. I mean, because like in the Old Testament, it was exclusively uh, for the ancient Hebrew people. But the gospel of Jesus comes on and the good news is it's for everyone, everywhere. It's like, this is a general admission ticket. This is not for an exclusive club of people. And, and then the angel goes on in verse 11 and 12 and says, the savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign and you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. I mean, it's, that, that's the good news. The good news is the Savior's been born. And God chose the least to communicate the most to. Jesus spent, and it makes sense because as he grew up, his ministry, he spent the most time with the least in society. He entrusted the least with the most important tasks. I mean, he, he entrusted the gospel to fishermen, not kings and religious people. He, he walked with shepherds and fishermen and tax collectors. And if you feel like you're an outcast, maybe you're, you, you, you feel like a nobody, that nobody cares, you gotta know something. The message of Easter is that you are big on God's radar, that, that you matter to him. Your, your life matters to him. All the details of it. That is, the, that is the, the, the cry of Christmas. It's for everyone everywhere. Now, here's the deal, though. When God's involved in your life, that means you and I have to learn to expect the unexpected. It, it, we don't like the unexpected because we're taught all our lives to plan, plan for the future, and unexpected messes up our plans. It sounds unpredictable. But have you ever thought about the fact that what's unexpected to us was expected by God? 
Because his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts and his plans are not our plans. And man, did Mary and Joseph find that out. I mean, God saw the big picture. We only see a chapter at a time. We, we don't have to know all the details. We want to. But, but when that happens, and I don't know what, what is unexpected popped up in your life uh, on the forefront of your heart, into your family, into your career. I don't know what unexpected came, but don't fear. Don't let the fear of the unexpected stop you from moving forward with your life. Because here's the thing. That's what faith is. Faith moves you forward. Faith says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. The shepherds, here's the thing about shepherds. The angel never told the shepherds to go to Bethlehem. Read through the text. He never said go. He just announced what was happening in Bethlehem. The angels made the choice to go see Jesus. I mean, he, and you know, and, and think about it, after an encounter with an angel like that in the field, I mean, they could have just said, man, we're going to chill out. Let's go check this out later on this week. But let, let me take you to verse 15 and 16. It says, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. I mean, they showed up. And, and now before you think, I always like to look at stories in scripture and go, but what really happened? Like, Shepherds, who they were, outcasts. And by the way, we have this picture of two of them maybe showing up. No, it was probably about 10 of them showed up. And they, they weren't uh, these unexpected guests. Like, okay, ladies, let me put it in your world. You just had a baby a couple hours ago, and don't you love unexpected guests just to drop by? No, but these guys weren't unexpected guests. They were unexpected strangers. And... I mean, this would be kind of like a biker gang showing up after you gave birth saying, hey, God told us about the baby. Can we hold him? You know, it, that's what the feel is. And Mary is, you know, sitting there. I mean, you know, the whole story of everything she's been through and is going through in her life will kind of take you to the verse 19. And it says, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. And some of your, the texts say, Mary pondered these things in her heart and she was always trying to connect the dots. How does this all play in and what is going on? And, you know, and I really think part of her thinking was, what was that all about? Why did they show up? Who were they? Cause they said, Hey, and then they left and you never heard from them again. I mean, those shepherds got 12 verses in all of scripture. We don't know their names, but Mary's going, what was that all about? And, and she is keeping this stuff. And it, but, you know, what if the shepherds hadn't gone to Bethlehem? What if they didn't? What if they got the announcement, but they missed Jesus? I think he, they would be like a lot of people in churches today. A lot of people in churches today, you know, you, you, they've heard the story of Jesus' birth so many times that, you, you know, most of us, you could retell it. They know the story but they never met the savior of the story. See, you gotta know something. Until the story becomes personal for you, it's just another story in a book. And Jesus is just another character in a great story. And 
the story over time becomes old news instead of good news. And it doesn't become good news until it becomes your news. Until you personally understand that, that this is for you, that God sent Jesus for you. I mean, it, and you respond like the shepherds, you go. And they realize this story was for them and it changed their lives forever. And, and I know we come from every background imaginable in this room, but have you, have you ever wondered in this whole story, why did the shepherds get an invite? Why them? I mean, they didn't have any clout. They didn't have a platform. They couldn't push the, you know, the agenda or the, the gospel into any, you know, world power. They, they didn't, they weren't useful. They were just a group of forgotten shepherds in a field. Why are they in the story? I think the reason why is that God is sending us a message to anyone and everyone who has ever felt like they don't have a voice, to anyone and everyone who has ever felt that they are unworthy or that nobody cares about them, or who feels like they've messed up their lives so badly that God would never do anything in and for them. God is sending a message that there's no such thing as an unworthy person, that he sent Jesus for anyone and everyone. I mean, it's good news that'll bring great joy to all people. Christmas is about gifts. I mean, Think about all the gifts that you've received and was there ever a time that you received a gift and you went, you opened it and you went, whoa, this is gonna change my life forever. No. There, I mean, truth is most of us can't remember what we got last year for Christmas. But Jesus is the only gift that changes your life forever. When you realize that he came for you and when does that gift become yours? The same way like tomorrow morning, we'll open all these gifts and we'll be with family and friends and people we love. It. We'll open it. It's not yours until you take it and you open it. And it's the same way with Jesus. I mean, and it's uh, John 1.12 says it this way, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. But to all who received him, who believed in him, that, that everything about him, the good news that God sent a, a savior to be born, that, that would live a sinless life, that would die a cross, on a cross to pay for all the sins in this room and in the world throughout all of history. One sacrifice. And he said, because God says, I want a relationship with you. I want to know you. I want to walk with you. Listen, don't ever get trapped in a religious system. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with a living God who loves you so much that he died for you. And he said, follow me. Man, what a gift, what a God. And you can open that gift today right where you sit. Let's go to the Father in prayer. As you bow your heads and close your eyes, if you say today, I want 
to choose to follow Jesus. I want that gift that gets forgiveness for my past, a future in heaven one day, but a life to the fullest today. Tell them that. You could pray right where you're sitting, not out loud, but between you and God. You could say, dear father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus to give his life for me, to pay for my past, and to give me the hope of heaven and life to the fullest today. Today, Jesus, I choose to receive you and I choose to follow you. And I believe that you are the risen son of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the Church at the Springs podcast. If you were encouraged by this message, be sure to leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you're in the area, join us on Sundays. For times and locations, visit thesprings.net. And again, thank you for listening to the Church at the Springs podcast.